the object of Taxi Chronicles to sell our real riders with real stories, share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode of Another Rider. Today we're honoured to have a fashion lady in her house. She's a high fashion lady and she's going to tell us about why she got into the industry, how she got into the industry and what motivates her. So nice to have you here today, Julia. Thank you. So happy to be here. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. So why fashion and how did you get into the industry? I always wanted to work in fashion since I was probably under 10 years old. My sister wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to work in fashion. Couldn't be more different. And I just, I was always fascinated by magazines and pretty clothes and shoes and shiny things. And then from there, just worked hard at school, did as many internships as possible in the summers, writing to people, wrote my own stuff, thought for a while I wanted to be a fashion journalist. Um, finished out school, was supposed to go and do politics and geography, um, the heavy stuff, and then I changed my mind during my gap year when I did more internships and then I went on and did um, fashion um, business, business retail at Manchester University. So um, you were doing, were you, all your internships originally to do with fashion or were they the politics? No, always fashion. I always had, I was either really into like the UN, geography, politics, people or fashion and my school was pretty, it was quite an intense school where, you know, fashion was not going to be an option for me to go and study (laughs) or set my sights on. So that I was kind of pushed into that side. But then during my gap year when I did my own thing, I was like, hang on, this is kind of my decision, isn't it? And then I changed everything and, and okay. went on. So, so when you said hang on, was that like your your hang on to your parents? Like, come on, come on, Dad, <laughs> leave me alone. No, so really, like my parents were always like, you go do you, do what you want to do. It was it was really the school that was more kind of like you can't apply for courses like this. Like, why have you, you know, you haven't well, got. Were you these at a grades. grammar school or something? Or pri- uh, pri- private school. Oh. Yeah. Okay. My peers and friends, you know, they're all like, "What do you? Why do you want to go do that? That's weird." <laughs> and what do they say to you now? They're jealous that they're your travel jet setting around the world. I think yeah, they're people married just think with it's... loads of kids around them. Yeah, home. they think it's very exciting and glamorous, which which it is to a degree, but it's also not glamorous at all because <laughs> it's seven a.m. and I'm sat in a taxi now. <laughs> yeah, so the kids are okay. I suppose the glamour wears off after a while of travelling. Yeah, the novelty wears off. For sure, when you start having other priorities and things mm-hmm. going on. What have you learned from the industry that you wish you knew when you had started? What have I learned from the industry? I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about people and really all that matters at the end of the day is your own convictions and your own values because you can get led astray so quickly in the industry by people, by the job, by the, you know, wherever you work and people are so fickle. And you can get lost in that, but and there's you know things that happen that really challenge you, and you think shit, I don't believe in this, and then you've got to take a stand and make a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. What is your <laughs> role exactly? What's your title and what's your responsibilities? Uh, so I'm head of marketing, women's wear brand, which is based in Stockholm. I'm originally from Sweden, but I live over here, oh. and uh, so I look after all the marketing to do with our websites, all our direct sales. But also the all the sales with wholesale, so all the shops that buy 
our stuff like Selfridges, Net-a-Porter, um, all the retailers. So um, I look after all the marketing to do with those two. So you're two born channels. in Sweden? I'm actually born in London, raised in London, but my both my parents and all my family are Swedish. Oh, okay. So I sound very English, yeah. but I'm not. <laughs> okay, that's, that's all good either way. Yeah. But mind you, you, you know, just a quick fact: seventy percent of Scandinavian women are actually English, because originally the Vikings came over here. I love general knowledge yeah. because they're searching for women. Yeah, exactly. And then they found gold in church, so they yeah. thought they had some of that as well. Yeah, they kill the men and take the women. Yeah, they they did well back then. <laughs> if if you look at it like that. Um, <laughs> okay. Apart from all the other shit. <laughs> so dealing, with, you spoke about a pr- a, things that are against what you believe in. Mm. How do you navigate that? How do you address someone and say, "Listen, I don't agree with it. <laughs> it's against my core values, mm. or what have you." How do you approach a situation like that? It takes a bit of practice, to be honest, because the first few times when you're young and you've just started in the industry, often, you know, you're working for people that are older. They've been through the same old stories. So it's it's usually like one of those classic, like, oh, I was not looked after well. I did all the crap jobs. I, you know, and then when you get into a position of power, you're like, well, now it's my turn to, you know, make sure that the younger people coming up have to do all the, all the stuff that I had to do. So in the beginning you don't do anything because you're like, well, this is how it works and I guess that's it. Um, and also, you know, there's so many people that want your job. So if you kick up a fuss, you know, you're kind of, that's mm-hmm. that's it. But then I think as you get older and you maybe grow into yourself a bit more as well, you're, you're kind of like, well, fundamentally, I actually don't think this is right. And then you, it's that kind of choice, isn't it? Where you're like, do you say something or do you roll over? And I think the more you start saying stuff, the more you feel a bit more empowered and, mm. you know, you kind of... What kind of things would you say? Because in my head, I'm ex-military. So you get given all the rubbish jobs. And the longer you stay in, the more you prove yourself. You go up and you don't have to... You kind of get grandfather rights on things. Even if you don't go up a rank, you're still like, ah, well, he's been in since 1997. So you guys do that and he's not doing that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So what kind of things would you say in the fashion industry for a young person should be aware of that they shouldn't have to be doing? Well, it's, it's a funny one because a lot of it you kind of, you, you do do. Like my first, my first job was, I'd obviously done loads of internships, so I kind of knew, knew the ropes and you, you quickly identify the people that you know are going to be difficult and that just, you know, are going to have a good time with trying to mess you around. Um, and that's not, that's not everyone, but it's a lot. And you know, you know things like spending your whole day like reorganising the stationery cupboard in the showroom to then have the boss be like, oh, I don't want it like that. And then you have to redo it. And it's, you know, yeah, and it's he's, like... He's just having a bubble. Yeah, it's and you're like, thing, you know, I could I could spend my time doing a lot more valuable things for you, but sure, let me, yeah, let me rearrange this one more time. <laughs> like, if that's what you want me to do, that's your, like, you know, it's your, it's your thing. Or, you know, going out to do the personal shopping for people, for their kids, for school parties things like that which really yeah you know it's all it's all kinds of stuff isn't a secretary do that job yeah but we don't don't have secretaries and in fashion you have kids running around (laughs) working for free (laughs) so yeah that's another question so all the internships you did were for free they were in in england and sweden they were i did a year-long one in paris actually during my studies 
and there legally you have to get paid a minimum um, wage which was super fun because I'd, I'd never had that before but everything in, in London yeah and magazines and things like that so yeah England's still on the old school method if you want it yeah what do you, what's your belief on that do you think everybody should get paid from the, from the start for any form of work yeah I, th- I think so because you know ultimately they're doing they're doing a job for you and also it, it helps you know if you've got like a 16 17 year old who's like really keen to work and they instead of spending their holidays running around with the other kids or like you know doing something else they're like actually I want to go start working because I've got these sites I've got this ambition and they're actually doing a job for you then yeah you're you're going to give them you might yeah. not give them even minimum wage but expenses or something if they're doing a couple of weeks nice. and that helps them teach you know Travel teach them and food kind of thing. yeah and it helps teach them the value of like I've worked and I've earned money and that's you know that's how what life is mm-hmm. because you want commitment from them so they should get some commitment from you yeah and also you know they're doing a job so pay them it doesn't matter if they're 16 or 32 they're doing something for you you've got you know that, gives them something. That being said, you mentioned about 16 or 32. Is there, as any age, if anybody was interested in to going into their marketing and fashion, is there an age limit and where you could do internship or? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's. I think just because of the way the industry is, the older you are, the harder it is if you don't have any experience. But with marketing, you you know, marketing is can be a lot of different things. In fashion, it's can be a lot of different things but if you've any sort of background in data marketing communications um, it's going to be how you sell yourself and how you like how you make your CV look and how you talk so you're going to this fashion Paris fashion weekend yeah does when you're doing the marketing are you like getting somebody who takes photos of the fashion models and then put issuing them to influencers or something like that. Is it a job like that you're doing? Yeah, that is, that's part of the job, yeah. But for, for the next few days, I'm just going out to meet any of the key accounts that we have. It's, it's like market, we call it, where the buyers from all the different retailers that we work with come to a showroom and buy the collection, which is going to be in stores in, in six months' time from November-ish um, onwards. So I'm not going out to sell, but I go out to meet people that come in, go for dinners, just kind of be present and see what's going on. Um, so it's, it's really quite cushy for me to be for the next couple of days. Okay. <laughs> I won't be working too hard. But you've got to be a... What skills would you say you need to do your job? Because it sounds like you really need to be a people person. So you're going to dinners, yeah. you've got to smile and laugh and know when not to say anything and know what to listen. And yeah. You've got to be a salesperson, for sure. And if you're not naturally a salesperson, I'm naturally really shy and I get uncomfortable with new people. And like I'm, I'm not at all what I pretend to be day to day with my job. But I find it easy with my job because then it's a bit like it's a bit of an act, isn't it? And you get to have fun. But I'm like ultimately, I'm a very okay. I'm quite a quiet person. Would you say you get imposter syndrome? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially with this job, I've been now done it for about a year and it was horrific to start with just making up as I was going along but (laughs) how do you overcome that I think it comes back to again yourself and kind of yeah looking inwards and being like I might not do this the way that other people have done it or will want to do it but the way I'm doing it is 
is good enough and I know I'm qualified. Um, so the, the voice is in your head, the voice is in your head, and that's it. Everybody talks in the fashion industry, well I say I can't say everybody, but with the fashion industry you see a lot of kind of diversity now where you've got big women, tall, mm-hmm. uh, all different shapes and sizes. Is that your job to make sure that's all covered? Yeah, I mean, again, it totally depends on which brand you work for and what their position on it is. But for sure, diversity um, in size and where you're from, what you look like, is of course super important. And it's the industry's going that way naturally, mm. which is really, really good. But then, yeah, it, it depends on who's, you know, the decision makers in your company. Okay. If it comes to them as second nature, if it's something they have to work hard at. But ultimately, everyone's going in the, in the same direction. I'm not sure if you'll be able to answer this question, so if you can't, fair enough. But I've been out of the country for 10 years. I have came back from 2019. And what I noticed prior to leaving and from when I come back is black people on fashion billboards everywhere. Mm. Now, what was the sudden trend? Because there's more, I'm finding there's more black people than any other race now. Mm. What, what was the sudden change? What, what was the catalyst or, and why? God, I can't tell you what that was, but there's definitely... But you've noticed it. For sure, for sure, yeah. But I th- And I think it's, in fashion, it's it's noticeable because, like you said, you see the models and, you know, campaigns and the massive brands, like the, you know, the, the big luxuries like Louis Vuitton, Hermes, mm. Chanel, etc. Um, do it. And if, if they start doing it and making moves, then generally the rest of the industry uh. will follow. And, but I, yeah, I don't know what the catalyst was. But yeah, for sure agree with you on that. Okay, I just wondered. <laughs> I was thinking maybe because as a culture, race, there's a lot of trend setting when fashion and and like on the street side of things, a lot of kids follow from the music industry. And so maybe they're trying to capture that and they capture that through influences as well. Yeah, I mean, there's the last, the last few years as well, like street fashion has been very trendy as well with you know brands like Gucci and Vetements and, and all those doing that kind of aesthetic. So that might have had something to do with it as well. And music is has always been very tightly linked to fashion. Um, so there the, could be something in that. You've got the Boohoo brand as well and uh, mm. what's it, all the sports brands that, yeah, athletes and things like that, okay. Yeah. If you could do it all again, would mm. you? And if you could, would you change anything? And if so, why? I think if I could do it all again, yeah, I, I might be doing something different. I might have gone down another route. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what but is I'm, that? I'm so indecisive in general, so that's just because I can't. I find it hard to make decisions. But I think the I think the older I've got, the more I've I've I'm I'm back into my like geography and politics and countries and relations. That's what I spend my time reading and. Okay. And doing, and I'm studying again at the moment, doing an MBA, which obviously has nothing to do with fashion per se. It can, of course, but yeah, I think if I could do things differently, I might have done taken different steps. But I would have said, from this, from my experience, I've been in the military, mm. I've been in commercial construction as a site manager, I've done private security, mercenary work, lots of different industries. And I find lots of the skills that you learn, especially when you're dealing with people, always transferable. Mm. So your skills in influencing people Mm. and having a say, speaking up, 
for obviously the interns and, and interns yourself, those things would do very well in politics. Yeah, I think so too. And the, I've spoken to many politicians, and was it was it in the Foreign Office or something? Somebody I was speaking to, mm. where you before the government makes decisions, they have to consult a section of the politics where who deal with the social impacts. Mm. That'll probably be your, your alley. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's true. It's hard to know though, isn't it? Because you also think you get stuck. Like I've been I've been in this industry for like twelve years. And you get quite, you know, specialised, and then you think, oh, this is all I can do. Nah, I <laughs> and to make the change is like the hardest bit, isn't yeah. it? Just do what Nike's saying, just do it. Mm. You can always go back to it. You sound like you're very good at your profession. Yeah, I try, try to be. So, so I'm <laughs> sure if, you know, you apply for a job and they said, yeah, you're just giving your notice and away you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. My life, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much. My, 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 <laughs> la <laughs> my last question to you is, at Taxi Chronicles we believe that it's about sharing a gift. You've just done that by sharing your gift of mm. experience of your journey so some young person can enhance their life from listening to your experience. If you were to leave a gift mm. to the world, a word of advice, based mm. on your experience, what would that be? I think the the most important thing is to know yourself and to hold on to your convictions. Your integrity is like all you've got, regardless of what you do. The core values. Mm. Hmm? Mm. Well, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> and we wish you well. Thank you. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.